once you build that foundation and it helped me to like build that foundation of like, I know I'm worth it in my own heart. I truly believe that now I have that confidence to move forward. And like pretty much all the work we've done after that is like helping me up level into like the bigger visions that I have for myself and my business. And it all comes from like that foundation that you helped me build of like, I am enough. I don't have to do this to be worth this. You know, people don't love me for the things I do. They love me for who I am and really embracing that. Welcome to the Rebecca Hayden Show, the show where you get to step into the highest version of yourself whilst creating the business and life of your dreams. I'm your host, Rebecca Hayden, helping you to step into your power, release those subconscious blockers and convert through social media with ease. Are you ready? Let's get going. Hello, gorgeous podcast listeners, and welcome back to The Rebecca Hayden Show. I have another incredible client success story for you today. I am so thrilled to share this one with you. If I'm honest, it was so juicy, so good. And because we really were diving into the mindset work that we've been doing together, there were so many aha moments for you, and I cannot wait for you to listen. So today I am interviewing one of my gorgeous clients called Adair. She's all the way over in the US and she is the CEO and founder of 11th House Co. Now, the 11th House Co. is a holistic marketing agency putting community at the center and we really truly speak about creating and growing and what community looks like within your business. Now, Adair's worked across multiple industries, but found her passion really lies with working with those spiritual and wellness businesses and entrepreneurs. And after seeing the lack of personalization and the lack of direction when it comes to building a community of raving fans, she launched her business, The 11th House. And we really dive into that today too. So I cannot wait to share these golden nuggets with you. Now, Adair actually came to me first of all for my hypnotherapy services. And she is now actually graduating herself in September of 2022 as a hypnotherapist. So I'm so excited to have had that influence on her and and kind of hear her story with how she found working together, the hypnotherapy work that we did together, the NLP work. So if you are a lover of mindset, you want to know more or you want to know more of how it looks like when we work together on your mindset, then this client success story is for you. I cannot wait to share it. Welcome, Adair. Hello, beautiful podcast listeners. Welcome back to the Rebecca Hayden Show and welcome back to another success story all the way from America, the other side of the world, from me anyway. Welcome, Adair. I'm so excited to interview you today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to dive into a really great conversation with you per usual. (laughs) As usual. I like thrive off our sessions. I get like little warm fuzzy cheeks and every time we have a session, it just feels so good. So I'm really excited to dive in and tell the listeners what we've been up to. But let me know. I mean, I obviously know, but let the listeners know 
what were you going through before we started working together? What did that look like in the way of mindset and how you were feeling? Yeah. So I think we started, if I'm not mistaken, in January of this year. So 2022. Yeah. And I was a, <laughs> I'll call myself a baby business owner. I love that. I had been freelancing while working a full-time job for about a year. And I got to a point in November of 2021 that I was matching my full-time salary and decided to take the risk. I was also moving to Colorado. So I was like, why not fresh start? And I jumped right in, which at first was super exciting. And then right around like the one month mark, I was like, oh, oh, there's a lot coming up here. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Not to mention, (laughs) right? It's like, oh, no one tells you about this. Like it seems so glamorized on Instagram and TikTok until you're actually in it. And you're like, oh, I have to pay rent and I'm my own boss. And I have to like wake myself up in the morning and like, like I hire and fire myself. So I came to you in really like a time of like, honestly, like kind of like a rock bottom in a way. Mm. I also, I think was probably recovering from some burnout working both full-time and also building this business on the side. I think by the time I quit my full-time job in November, I was already working like between 60 and 80 hours consistently a week. Wow. Yeah. I had like eight clients (laughs) working full-time. So I don't think I was doing the best in my full-time job. So yeah, I really was struggling with a stepping into this new identity as business owner, CEO, founder, I was struggling, I think, a lot with imposter syndrome and believing that I really could do what I was doing. I was taking on way, way, way too much chronic people pleaser. Mm -hmm. In the house. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, I really was like kind of at one of the lowest points I've been at in a long time and was seeking something completely different. And Mm -hmm. I know I reached out to you initially like for like the hypnotherapy piece. And what it's turned into has been like truly, I think about how far I've come in the last six months and how much I can attribute my growth to like our sessions because they are so powerful. And yes, of course, there's that hypnotherapy piece, but a lot of it is like that strategizing, that overcoming limiting beliefs, showing me that like there is possibility beyond what my brain has told me to believe or what my experiences has told me to believe. So yeah, that's where I started. And I kind of maybe jumped the gun a little bit, but (laughs) I literally have goosebumps all over. No, I love it. I love it. I'm like, I want to carry on speaking. And yeah, like I think the most profound part of us working together is it was all mindset, right? That was exactly what you came to me for. And I'll tell the story of how we met because I really love it. And it also sings to what I speak about in my content is you never know where that next client's going to come from. And this is an exact example of this. So Adair heads up a community that I'm part of called the Dream Away community. And I had joined it because I really enjoy the creator who runs the community, Hayley Hoffman-Smith. And I was just, you know, flicking around in the community and someone had asked a question in one of the community channels and I basically didn't think anything of it. I was just like, oh, I'll just share this. You know, it was something really random. And we were talking about affirmations and falling to sleep and, 
yada, yada, yada. And I just put like a bit of hypnotherapy context in there of like, this is what I tell my clients to do. And lo and behold, like it was just the perfect comment at the perfect time. And you saw it and you're like, hang on a minute. Like, this is just so right. (laughs) Like, it was such a weird connection, wasn't it? I slid into your DMs and was like, hey, lady. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. But yeah, it was just so powerful. And I think it's so nice when that happens because there was a reason why I felt so called to comment on that message at that point I hadn't even said hello to people yet you know in in the community it was just like I was like oh I'd love to like give my two pence worth of what people are speaking about and then we kind of grew our relationship from there which was beautiful but anyway side note so getting back into mindset we started a lot with the rewriting that narrative and like you said definitely looking into that identity piece because I think it really was that space where you were like I can't see myself being any different that's how you felt when we first started wasn't it right exactly I think I was struggling with like this old like shedding this old identity of like you know I just moved from Atlanta to Denver and was like not to mention like shedding friendships shedding like this identity of like a post-college graduate that I had been stuck in for like three years, shedding this like identity of being, you know, someone in corporate America, really stepping into entrepreneurship and like owning what my big visions have always been that I've always, you know, kind of like, you know, played around with on the side, but hadn't really stepped into yet. And it was really scary Also, because, you know, when you're making gigantic changes like that, I think your nervous system is like, what is going on? And like I said, like chronic people pleasing, like I have spent my whole life, I think, you know, whether I like to admit it or not, subconsciously trying to like win people over or get people to like me or, you know, gain the approval of people around me. And so to be out on my own and I'm, you know... I have a client-based business. So working with clients, (laughs) coming from having no boundaries, having to develop those, having to also please myself. Like I was like, wait, what do I do when I don't like worry about what other people are thinking about me? Like, what do I think about myself? Mm. So yeah, that was huge. I think that was like a huge identity shift for me. Yeah. And I loved the piece, like, especially around the clients, because you are the provider, you know, for the services. And I think there was a lot around there for you where I remember having a conversation where you were like, I literally fall to sleep on my laptop going to bed. Like, it's like 12am, like, and then I'm up again, and I'm straight on my phone. And boundaries and removing that people please a tendency, which, you know, I obviously attract because it's one of my biggest beliefs that I had to break through myself, like one of my biggest neural pathways. We really did work around that. And I think the shift of seeing you then, you know, put the boundaries in with clients, albeit really hard, and it felt uncomfortable, right, when we were doing that, the way that that shifted you, your mindset, your business was just so powerful And I'd love to kind of speak around that a little bit. How did it feel when we were putting that work in and we were breaking through the neural pathways? (laughs) Terrifying at first. (laughs) And what you said is true. Yeah, it was so crazy because I think about how even maybe like three or four months ago, like Mm -hmm. I'm telling you like the up levels I've experienced have been so huge, but like 
I wouldn't go pee in the day. <laughs> I wouldn't eat. <laughs> It'd be like eight o'clock at night. And I'd be like, oh my God, I haven't eaten. Yeah. And so the idea of all of a sudden, like going from, you know, zero boundaries to like everyone needing everything all the time and me being at their beck and call to no, like we need to have some parameters in place of like when people can contact you or, you know, what your working hours are, like things that are simple as that, like having a lunch break, which were like a foreign language to me. (laughs) And I think breaking through that neural pathway, it took, you know, it's something that we have like consistently been working on. But, you know, I remember like, you were like, you have to put in boundaries, like you're not going to, and I knew it too. Like I was not going to be able to continue at the rate that I was continuing at. And I remember you and I in one of our sessions really writing out these boundaries that I felt comfortable with and confident in mm-hmm. that I felt like, you know, okay, I could press send on the, this email. And I didn't put the boundaries in place until like a month later. It's like, <laughs> you're like, oh, hang you're on. like, you're going to do this this week, right? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, it's like that neuro pathway was so strong. Yes. And the people pleasing muscle that it was, you know, it took some time. But when I finally did it, it really allowed me to honestly be set free and what I was doing and allowed me to also gain confidence in, you know, who I was, what I wanted to do, how I wanted to structure my day being really also, I think too, like the most underrated thing of it all is that when you set those boundaries and you're like, this is how you can contact me and this is what I'll do. And like, these are, you know, this is how we work together. You really put yourself in a position of almost being like a leader to where like you actually gain respect from the people that you're working with or who who's working with you, who's hiring you out. Yeah. And you kind of, you know, subconsciously step into that CEO mindset because I can tell you right now, like no CMO, CEO, COO is like walking around, you know, doing everything that everybody wants them to do. Yeah, exactly. And I think that was one of your fears. And it was definitely one of my fears when I started putting boundaries in is like, oh, but I have to give this much and I have to always be there and every beck and call. And actually the moment that you step into that, like you said, not only do you step into that next level version of yourself, because it is completely different to what you're used to, but you also gain so much more respect. But previous to that, it was, it felt the opposite in your head, right? You were like, if I do this, I will lose respect. Right. Yeah. Because I had been doing so much for everybody. I mean, beyond the scope of what I was supposed to be doing. And I kind of wore it as a badge of honor in a way in a kind of messed up way because I was like, well, people need me and Mm -hmm. like, I'm, you know, clearly useful. And before doing the mindset work on like really, you know, one of the first things that we ever did together was like the belief of I am responsible for myself. I am enough. Yes. Which really kind of, I think led into like that boundary work. But before I really felt like in that place that I came to you in January, I was so lost from myself. I didn't really have trust in myself. You know, I had abandoned my own personal boundaries for God knows how long. And so, yeah, like the only thing I really knew that was keeping me afloat or at least keeping me like getting affirmation (laughs) that I was great was like people being like, oh, we need you to do this. Oh, can you do this? Oh, but you're so great at this. And, you know, that's awesome. And then you realize like, oh, wait, I'm actually hurting myself in the process. (laughs) 
Yeah. I'm sacrificing. <laughs> You're like, oh, all this external validation is so good, but it's killing me inside. <laughs> well, right, exactly. And then, you know, I think that went hand in hand with like me undercharging and it, it was all to in this effort to make people happy. And one of the things that I think I've learned in the last six months over everything is like, I truly am responsible for myself and that's it. And I can't, you know, I could produce the best piece of whatever in the world and someone still might see the flaw in it. So yeah. Yeah. And standing in that. And I think because, and I always talk about the domino effect, we work on one thing and it has this like gorgeous domino effect across lots of other things, which it did, didn't it? You know, both in your business and your personal life. And there was lots of changes that happened from us working on you being responsible for you and only you. And it still gives me goosebumps kind of saying that because I remember how like freaking profound that session was. Like, I just love it. But what I actually want to speak to, which I don't think I've ever spoken to about before, and I might actually do a podcast, a solo episode on this, is we made the neural pathway changes with the hypnotherapy and the NLP work that I do with you in session. But we also had to look at the habitual patterns, which we actually spoke about today. We've just had our session before we jumped on the podcast. But, you know, we had to look at the habitual patterns that were happening because we were doing all this mindset work and subconsciously you were like, yeah, I don't people please anymore. Or, you know, I've got boundaries, but like your physical body and consciousness was like trying to drag you towards doing that. Just speak into like how that felt. Yeah, that's like, one of the big lessons that I've been learning recently, it's like, I've done a lot of subconscious work and, you know, I don't think the subconscious work really ever truly ends because we've just been so never right. Exactly. (laughs) Like, you know, we've been so conditioned, but I went on vacation last week and I know, I think you and I had spoken about just like habitual thoughts because I came to you and I was like, why am I still spiraling? And you were like, well, you know, I think actually it was the money session that we did and you were, I, mm. I stood up on stage and I held up the check and you're like, what's everybody doing in the crowd? And I was like, they're cheering. And you're like, you don't really have an issue with that. Like this is, <laughs> this is like a habitual thing. This is a habitual fear or thought. So, you know, I've been thinking about that, but I really had the realization that like, oh wow, like this affects me more than I think it does. When I was on vacation last week and I stepped away from my laptop and I, was waking up literally panicked in the mornings on some days where I was like, I have to do this and I have to do this. And I wonder what this person's thinking. And I haven't heard, I feel like I haven't talked to this person in like a week. And just like some of like the narratives that I was telling myself of like, oh, I should probably like check in with them or like, oh, I should maybe do this or maybe like going down a negative pathway. And I was like, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. you know, this isn't like, I've done the work on this. I actually am like having like a disagreement in my head, like, wait, (laughs) okay, ego. (laughs) We don't believe this anymore. (laughs) Right? Like we've done this. We've done the work on this. And it made me realize like as much work as you put into the subconscious, there's an equal part work that you have to do with the habitual thoughts. And I think honestly, the habitual thoughts are kind of even harder <laughs> because it's like, you know, we can't constantly regulate our thoughts on a daily basis, but it's just, no, it's getting in the practice of being like, okay, wait, breaking the state, breaking the state is like one of the biggest things that I think you've taught me to use in my daily life. Like when I'm 
you know, going through like the anxiety spiral or like, you know, there's a little fire that I need to put out or, you know, especially with these habitual thoughts that I've been having, like waking up in the morning and like, instead of being like, I'm tired, I want to roll over and go back to bed. I have to do this. It's like, wait, nope, get two feet on the floor. And then I can actually like really ground myself into, I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to produce some really great work. I'm going to take some time for myself and, you know, all the things that make me feel happy. Yeah, I love that so much. And just like you said, you know, we can do all of the subconscious work, which is what I do with my clients and especially with the hypnotherapy, because we are consciously in the subconscious with that. But sometimes like your physical body is a massive part of your neural pathways. Like, you know, our physiology and our psychology are obviously attached. You know, our head is attached to our body. However, uh, (laughs) not teaching you to suck eggs here. But like when you're moving and, you know, there probably is lots of habits that are ingrained in your body as well. So I loved how you saw that and how you, you know, that break the state and come back out. And that's usually what I do with my little click to break the state. But, you know, bringing yourself that awareness. And I think it was the big piece of that was the awareness, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like I said, like you and I had talked about it and then it wasn't until I was like away from work and had, you know, really all the time in the world, I was sitting on a beach for like five days and I was like, oh, <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder I feel exa- like even more exhausted at the end of the day or like, no wonder, you know, I believe that we really attract like what our thoughts kind of attract, you know, our external reality. And I'm like, no wonder I look at everything and I'm like, oh, you know, damn, like that sucked. Or like, I wish that wouldn't have happened because these habitual thoughts were kind of keeping me in that state. Whereas like my subconscious was like, wait, we're not afraid of that. You know, like we don't care. So. Yeah. And I think I find that a lot, especially when I am guiding clients through an up level, which I believe you've had at least two since we've been working together and like quantum leaping through, through your mindset. And sometimes it does take a little bit longer for our body to catch up with where the subconscious mind has gone. I always say this. And, you know, I even myself have had two huge up levels this year alone, and it feels really uncomfortable. And the only way that I ever explain it is that, you know, when you like, this is going to sound really weird. (laughs) You know, when you, (laughs) as I went to say, I was like, oh God, here I go. You know, when your skin feels like detached from your body, like it just feels so uncomfortable to like be in your skin. Yes. That's how I feel in an up level because the body is like, but we've done this for so long and our mind is already way ahead of that. And it's just allowing yourself to catch up to that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you said that too, because one thing that I've actually kind of been struggling with, I'd say like over the last like month or so has been like the, honestly, like a feeling of dissociation, like, Mm. who am I? What am I doing? It's like, (laughs) it really is. It's like, is this me? And (laughs) is this me anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And it's like all of a sudden, you know, when everything kind of clicks together, but yeah, I'm so glad that you just said that because it really is like, it kind of gives meaning to that. Cause you know, my immediate reaction is like, why am I dissociated? What can I do? Mm-hmm. And it's like, actually my body just needs a second to catch up with like all of the work that I've done in my mind and like, you know, the habits that I put into place and, you know, now looking at habitual thoughts and things like that. Yeah. I love that. And we've probably like discussed this before, but 
what was the biggest breakthrough for you or what was that like that big moment where you were like shit yeah okay or was it a collection yeah I think our first three sessions were I think like just because I was here like those first three sessions like got me here and everything beyond that has just like taken me even higher but I really think like releasing these beliefs that I had had like were it was almost immediate like the effects that I felt were almost immediate of releasing like these beliefs of like I have to overperform I have to do this to be loved I'm you know anything that's like I earn my worthiness like some of those beliefs that we really worked through in like those first three sessions, like, which is also, you know, when I think we started with like a six session pack and yeah. I was like, yeah, we're getting somewhere now. And that's when I started to really make the changes that I needed to make in my life, like time blocking, building in a lunch break, boundaries, you know, yeah. like going yeah. pee in the worst, <laughs> which I still can't believe. Like <laughs> I talked to my therapist about it and she's like, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, we what? need to address this. <laughs> Not everybody doesn't pee. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, I think those are like the ones that always stand out to me because like you said, it's like that ripple effect of once you build that foundation and it helped me to like build that foundation of like, I know I'm worth it in my own heart. I truly believe that now I have that confidence to move forward. And like pretty much all the work we've done after that is like helping me up level into like the bigger visions that I have for myself and my business. And it all comes from like that foundation that you helped me build of like, I am enough. I don't have to do this to be worth this. You know, people don't love me for the things I do. They love me for who I am and really embracing that. Yeah. And I love that. And it is all about the foundational work. Like I always say, like, I find a lot of people, and this analogy's just popped into my head as you said it, like you're almost trying to paint the walls and put the mirror on the wall and get your chair in before the house walls are even there. Right. Like, you know, whereas like we went back down and went back to the concrete, like we laid the concrete, we put up each wall nice and securely. And like, we're now in the phase of like, you're picking the wallpaper and what chair, like what color chair you want. You know, we're now in that phase, but we had to do the foundation in order to get there. So now everything feels easier, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like I think when I would get on our sessions, I'd be like, I'm not okay. And now, (laughs) and now I'm like, things are looking up. Like it's just progressively gotten more and more. And I'm starting to realize too, the progress, because, you know, obviously when you're in your daily life, Sometimes it's easy to overlook that stuff. But every time I hop on a session with you, I'm like, wow, every conversation we have is so different from even the week before or the two weeks before, because we make, you know, such big progress. And it's like, we're building the house fast to go back to your analogy. But it's because in my time of like, all of these issues that I had or problems that I perceived in my life, like, they all went back to that one core belief of like, I have to like do this to earn love. And that's, you know, not the case. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. It reminded me of one session where you came on and I was like, where the fuck is your energy right now? Like I couldn't even comprehend what you're like. And this, and this, and I was like, okay, let's stop there. We'll rewind. Yeah. I think, I think my signature is to come on and be like, I'm good. 
eye twitching, like hair, haven't yeah. brushed my hair, haven't I'm showered. Like, like, I'm fine. I don't even think we need I'm this fine. today. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So now I know we've talked a lot about how you feel now, but how different does that look? How different does it feel for you now? And what's kind of the next steps for you? Yeah. Right now, like as I'm sitting here, you know, talking to you on this podcast, I can like confidently say that I feel so secure in myself and like very sure of myself and like what I'm supposed to be doing. And of course, yes, I have moments of doubt because I'm a human being. But I think like the one thing that I just notice is like going through everyday life, especially as a business owner and also like a spiritual person, like someone who wants to continue to get better. Like I feel like I actually have the tools to do that rather than like looking out and like, you know, there's so much out there. So, you know, right now and like where I want to go is continuing to embrace those big dreams and like really stepping into it. And like literally right after the session, I went to go get water and I was like, you know, I could really just do this. Like, I don't know why I haven't done it. And it's like the, after our sessions, like that's my thought process. It's like all of a sudden it was like the wall that was there is gone. It's like, Oh, we could have just done this all along. And so, yeah, yeah, right. So I think, you know, a lot of it looks like expanding my business, which I know we did a lot of like business work in this last session, but continuing just like the up level mindset and like breaking through the upper limits, which we've also done a lot of work on too recently. So a lot of really great things coming. Yeah, I'm very excited. And I feel like there's a lot of, I think one of the things that I really wanted to say with, you know, with the people who are listening is Adair took the action. Everything that we did, everything that you put in, you went away and you put that into your real life. And I think I say this so often is it's not only that hour that we spend together that's important. Yes, that is important. But what's more important is how you then take what we've done and start applying it because that's when the changes happen. And I think that's why we've had such big breakthroughs and up levels and you've you know, you've gone from six months ago, like that is not a lot of time really to like being rock bottom to now being like, I fully love myself, you know, and feeling that because of the action that you took and how you implemented that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing that I always remember is like, I was so ready, you know, I guess the perk of being at rock bottom is like, I was like, I have no idea what else I'm going to do. Like it's, I stay here or I move. And so I think that primed me to be able to like consistently take action and to like, you know, you always send the notes afterwards and I'm like studying the notes. Like I have an ongoing sheet of like, when I get into those moments of doubt or, you know, the spiral or like, I'm not good enough narrative. Like I have that to refer to. And I'm, you know, I'm doing the spoke tracks and Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, really taking the time for myself and doing the exercises that you and I work on together. And I don't think that, I mean, yes, the one hour that we have together, but it's like when you compound that with the action outside of that one hour, it's like, you know, and to me, every time I come back in session, I'm like, here's a win. And it's like, we get to (laughs) celebrate that together and it makes it even more it makes it even more amazing because it's like, yes, we're going to do some work, but also we can celebrate like seeing that work come into fruition. Yeah. Which is what people want. You know, that's, 
I think like a lot of people get scared about doing the mindset work because it does feel scary, but like actually it is uncomfortable and it is scary. But by God, when you see the fruits. Yes. Oh my gosh. I know. It's like, I don't know. I look at myself and I think like I put in a lot of work on my mindset and, you know, I've shed a lot of things, a lot of beliefs about myself, a lot of people in my life to fit into who this new person is. And it can be really scary and it definitely can be like a, whoa, this is exhausting moment, Yes, but it's also so worth it. And like when you're truly dedicated to being the best version of yourself and doing the things that you want to do that you've been dreaming of for so long, but like you've, you know, previously been held back from literally because of like some small subconscious belief in the back of your mind. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, it's so cool. It's so worth it. It is. It is. And that's what I love. That's why I love guiding it. But let's find out more about you. Now I've like interviewed, well, you know, detective, got my detective. <laughs> what <laughs> else do you want to know? <laughs> Tell the audience, who are you? What do you do? I know there's a bit of a shift at the moment and you're stepping into this new reality, but let us know. Yeah. So I am an entrepreneur. I own an agency named The 11th House, which the tagline is where community is at the center. And I really launched my business. I always have known that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know what until I had worked in digital marketing and PR for so long and realized that, you know, and I think everybody can attest to it when you're scrolling on your phone and you're being sold to like every other post and there's really no connection. And it's like, wait, isn't social media supposed to like connect this? And so I created this agency to really we focus on looking at the holistic marketing picture and we build out your marketing funnel, but it all comes back to building your community, scaling your community and nurturing your community. So I help entrepreneurs and different businesses really do that within their own businesses so that they can see. And, you know, of course that leads to sales and more growth for the business when people feel like they're being invested in. But I work with people who are authentic with their message and really want to make an impact in the spiritual and wellness space. Yeah. So, and yes, I am shifting some of my services and offerings and just really embodying that community aspect a lot more and aligning with who I feel like I am. And I'm also getting certified in hypnotherapy as inspired by our sessions together, which is so (laughs) exciting. I feel like that's not real, but it is. And so that is going to be launching some kind of offering around that will be launching in like October yeah. timeframe, um, which I'm really excited about. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. Me in a nutshell, I live in Denver, Colorado. I have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I have lunch breaks. I like the color we. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all good. I have boundaries. <laughs> I have boundaries. I would love to speak a bit more around the community it's something that I speak about, but without kind of calling it community. And I think it's such a beautiful word to sum that up and kind of dive into that. What does it mean to you for like helping and mentoring and supporting businesses to grow their community? Like what does that look like for you? Yeah, I think for so long, you know, we look at marketers as, and I say this from an entrepreneurial standpoint, like we look at what other people are doing and what their messaging is and things like that. And sometimes the actual like personalization gets lost in that. And so community to me, I mean, if you look at 
really the basic needs of human beings. We want to be loved and we want to, you know, be met where we're at. And I think a lot of people are feeling really burnt out from like this surface level social media interaction that they have. And so really like the work that I'm so passionate about is being able to like work with people to like define their messaging, but also learn how to speak to the person that they want to speak to in a way that it doesn't feel like, oh, this is just a mass message. You know, like I'm a marketer, right? Like people don't really trust marketers that much (laughs) anymore. So it's like, you know, when you send your like 17th email of the week, people are like, great. Thank you so much. Like delete, unsubscribe. Yeah. And I'm really not about that. I really work with, you know, like I said, the people who want to make an impact want to, of course, take advantage of those marketing modalities, I guess, so to speak. But like while building that relationship, creating active relationships with their client base and looking at them like they're actually people because they are rather than like pawns or sales or customers or clients. Like, you know, I don't even really love the word client. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. Especially with, I think where we're going with social media and what's kind of happened over COVID and the lack of community over COVID and like the lack of that feeling. And I think people did turn to social media and that's potentially where that trajectory started really. Right. Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're forced to go online and then <laughs> I think everybody was like, Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we're all like, absolutely not. Delete Zoom from the laptop. Like if you send me a Zoom meeting, I'm showing up camera off. Yeah. I definitely yeah. have been there. And I think it's like, yes, those are like great. <laughs> those are great things. And like for a while we were like, oh shit, we can't see anybody in person. So like yeah. I will hop on a Zoom meeting with my entire family. But now we've just, we've reached beyond that. We're burnt out. We, of course, need interaction in person. I don't think that's going anywhere. In fact, I think we're going to see an uptick in that. But I think being on social media is also not going away. I think right now, like this burnout that we're feeling is kind of temporary, but that's where brands and people and influencers can really stand out because when you're speaking to someone and someone can look at your stories or your post or your reel or whatever and actually feel like, it's a person behind, you know, the message, it builds that connection. So even though it's like kind of an indirect way of building that connection, it's so much more than like, oh, let's hop on a Zoom meeting and stare at each other's faces, you know, or like, yeah, I'm going to talk to my audience, which you and I just had a whole conversation about like really getting clear on the audience. Yeah. And I think that that's where people, you know, when you're trying to fit yourself into a box, which we very often do when we start our business, we're like, okay, well that coach is doing this. So then I must do this. And like, it almost becomes this, this forced way of doing things. And I think until you find your own rhythm and what that looks like. And I think that's why I'm such a huge believer of my clients, not copying what I'm doing, but like giving them the tools and then going, right, go and do this yourself because you are not the same personality as me. Like, yeah, I don't want you to be jazz hands and dancing around like a lunatic on stories. Like, I want you to be you, you know, and tapping into that. When like building community and really showing up and kind of having that personalization, what would you say for people? Like, where would you tell them to start? Like, if you could give them like a couple of quick wins, I'm putting you on the spot here. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you and I just talked about this, which I'm working on, you know, transparently on myself, but it's about, you have to identify who you're speaking to. A lot of people don't know who they're speaking to. I certainly am like in this phase of business where I'm like, wait, <laughs> who am I speaking to? Yeah, that next level. <laughs> but we, yeah. yeah, right. We all got to do it. I think one of the most important things that I talk to people about where they oftentimes get stuck is like, how do I show up without being salesy? And I'm like, just show up, just be there, just be active and be consistent. And so I think a quick win for building community is like, first of all, you have to be present. You have to be there, right? Like if you were, if we look at this as like in person, like you're not going to invite people to a party and then never show up to your own party. <laughs> like that would that'd be good. weird. I always, <laughs> I used to mentor franchise partners for a company that I worked for and they'd be like, you know, when someone would comment on their stuff, they'd be like, oh yeah, someone commented. And I'm like, did you comment back? And they were like, no. And I'm like, that's like someone waving and smiling at you and being like, hey, Terry on the street. And you being like, straight face. Like, you know, it's like, that'd be freaking weird. So I always use those analogies because I think like it helps so much, like business owners, especially realize like, even if it's just acknowledging that someone commented, you know, maybe they just commented a bunch of like hard eyes or something like saying, thank you, starting a conversation with them. Like, and you know, not to be like cheesy, but like, it really does go down in the DMS. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, your first step, identify your audience. Your second step is get consistent and don't be afraid to be who you are because people love you for that. A lot of people, I think, especially with social media right now, like we think we have to show up as this person or this person to be successful. It's not true. All you have to do is be yourself. I promise you people are going to find you and they're going to love you. And C, talk back to people, start conversations <laughs> with people. Yeah. People want to be talked to, like, you know, ask someone about themselves. Like we all know the tale of like, we all love to talk about ourselves. So, you know, start a conversation. If no one's commenting on your post, go comment on some other people's posts, ask them questions, slide into some DMs. Don't be creepy about it, but like, yeah. you know, just be authentic, be real. Like how you would, you know, go up to someone at a dinner party or a networking event. Yeah. I love that. I always use the like analogy of, I have a lot of clients that are like, I don't know what to reply. What do I reply? Oh my God, someone's messaging me. What do I reply? <laughs> and I'm like, if you were standing in a grocery store and someone turned around to you in the queue and was like, oh, like, what do you do? You wouldn't be like, I've just got to go and message my coach to ask her, like, what would I say back to this? You know, <laughs> you just wouldn't, like, you would yeah, respond. Like one second. <laughs> as a normal human being with your groceries, there it is. You know, I think there's so <laughs> much overthinking when it comes to social media. And the more we do overthink, the more it does become salesy, right? Yeah, right. Because all of a sudden you have someone like, I always think about, I think you actually talked about this on your masterclass too. Like when someone like pops in and they're like, Hey, I really love your stuff. Would you want to buy this? And it's like, would you ever say that? Would you ever meet someone for the first time and be like, I really love what you're doing there. Like what your shoes are. And like, be like, you want to buy some, like, I don't know, supplements. Yeah. Like <laughs> it just doesn't, it doesn't work. work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Just like if someone, you know, slid into your DMs and was like, Hey, what do you do? You know, you wouldn't be like, oh, so I graduated from college and da 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 yeah. da, da and like a cookie cutter response yeah. that they're going to be like, okay, weirdo, swipe out. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I did have one of those the other day and he was like, oh my God, your content's amazing. And 
I've just spent so many hours liking them. And I was like, there's no likes there. Do not say this to me. Like you literally just followed me, sent me this godforsaken message and oh God. But yeah, I was like, by the way, you want to buy something? Yeah. <laughs> literally the next step. Like, I love catching them out. But yeah, I really think that having that conversation and to be honest, like we are proof of that. Our relationship and you working with me started from having a conversation, you know, and a lot of people I say to my clients, like I, I was in a class, my attraction marketing magic group last week and two of them on there were like, oh yeah, with Beck, we spoke about Bridgerton and oh yeah, we spoke about something that I put in the oven. You know, like it's stupid things, but it just opens that relationship, doesn't it? Right, right. It builds that connection. And I mean, I always tell people like, you know, some of my friends sometimes look at me like I'm a weirdo because I'm like, a lot of my friends are online. And like, you know, 10 years ago, people would be like, what are you, are you like a gamer? You know, are you on like match.com? Like what the hell? But like, no, it's like a lot of my friends are online because I've joined all these communities and I've followed people that I really admire and they've developed really great containers, just like how, you know, where you and I met. And yeah, I think it's, it really is like, I always tell people too, like a lot of my clients I've never met in person. Yeah. Like, Literally. <laughs> it feels like we've, we've met in person because we talk all the time, but like everybody is like just one connection away. And that's the important thing too, to remember just like while we're on the conversation is like, say someone does slide into your DMs, they might not be your customer, but you should still treat them like, you know, a person and try to connect with them because you never know, like maybe they think you're great and they're going to offer you up to the next person. Yeah. You never know where it's going to come from. Like my old story that, you know, I signed a client from T talking about tea leaves, literally. I was having a conversation about tea leaves. But yeah, how, like, I absolutely loved this chat. I could go on and on. But thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for being interrogated of where you were and where you are now. But where can people find you and follow you and start a conversation, hey? Yeah. So I'm pretty active on Instagram. It's Adair Smithwick. My name's a little complicated, but A-D-A-I-R-E. Yeah, Smithwick. <laughs> like I said, active on Instagram. I have an 11th house page, although I'm not quite active. As you know, Beck said, and as I mentioned, I'm going through a shift right now. But yeah, that's where you can find me. That's where we can chat. I'd always love to chat with people. I'm a, I'm a talker, so. Just talk it. <laughs> and she's like recently gone viral on TikTok from being in like some ski suit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something that had nothing to do with my business, which everyone makes fun of me for. They're like, you posted like a kid in like a ski suit. We'll Go watch it because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. I love you so much. Thank I'm you. so proud of you. Oh my gosh. And like I said, it's just an absolute joy every single session. Thank you. Sending you a virtual hug. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> you so much. thank you. I know. And thank you for this conversation. My pleasure. And I'll see you all on the next episode. Bye. Your love and support means the absolute world to me. So if you have enjoyed this podcast episode today, please share on your Instagram, review and rate the podcast. Those little acts of kindness go such a long way for the podcast and it actually allows me to reach more amazing female entrepreneurs so they can tune in too. And remember, 
every single month for those who have shared on their Instagram, rated and reviewed. Your names will get popped into a hat and I will choose one of you for a free 30-minute one-to-one with me. All you need to do is make sure you've either sent it to my email, rebecca at rebeccahayden.com or shared it on Instagram where you can tag me at at underscore Rebecca Hayden underscore. I'll see you there and I'll see you on the next episode. Love ya!